Welcome to Chinuch Today. I am your host, Rabbi Yerachmiel Garfield. Please join me as we highlight innovative ideas and inspiring people from the world of Chinuch. Hello and welcome to Chinuch Today podcast. This is Yerachmiel Garfield and today I want to introduce you to someone very special who is doing a remarkable thing for Klal Yisrael. You know, when I started the Chinuch Day podcast, I had in mind a number of projects that to me were the core, those ideas which, those ideas which really inspired the concept. And today's guest is one of those ideas, although it's taken a while to get Rabbi Weiss on the show. When I initially conceptualized the idea of interviewing people about great programs and innovative ideas... The Rosh Chodesh Project was one of those ideas that I had in mind because the Rosh Chodesh Project is so innovative and so high quality. As you will hear, it's a monthly video that's produced in Inyane Amuna. But what's really amazing about it is the universal enjoyment that children have across the school from the young ages. I don't know exactly which grade we start showing it in, maybe second grade or so. and goes all the way through eighth grade, boys and girls. And everyone enjoys it. It's something that speaks to them. It's high quality. It's funny. It's engaging, well-produced, and has a really important chinuch message. And in the world where we're trying so hard to make Torah and to make Inyane Hashkafa meaningful to our students, Rabbi Weiss and his Rosh Chodesh project has come up with a formula That is a winning formula. They have come up with a way to produce high quality, very appropriate, amazing messages and make it so palpable and so relatable for children. And that's something that's so valuable. And the Rosh Chodesh Project is in many, many schools. As you will hear, like our school is one of the early adopters of it. As soon as we heard of it, we got in on it. We've been showing it at school monthly, and all of our students know about it and look forward to it and love it. And it's a really substantive chinuch program. It really provides something that the students uh, connect to. And so that's why I'm so excited to share with you, to hear how did this great idea come about. What's so interesting is that Rabbi Weiss is so pedestrian. He's so regular. He is so un, uh, remarkable in so many ways, and that's what makes him so cool and so remarkable, right? Here's a regular guy learning in the mirror, thinking about what he could do for the world. He has this idea, and from that comes this whole infrastructure, this whole you know, organization that's making such a big difference. And you'll hear him say towards the end, he says, listen, you too could do this. And that's what Chinuch Today is really about, is about seeing these ideas, seeing these people, and hopefully sparking growth and collaboration and further development for the Chinuch world. So I hope you enjoy meeting Rabbi Weiss. I am honored that he finally came on. He is not a fan of publicity, very much uncomfortable with the idea, but luckily we were able to meet in person at the Tormasar Convention, and I was able to convince him to join me and to trust me. And so we're thrilled that he had that confidence to join and to be interviewed. And so I hope you enjoy hearing from the great Rabbi Yassi Weiss about his Rosh Chodesh project. It's such a pleasure to welcome Rabbi Yassi Weiss to Chinuch today. Rabbi Weiss is the director of the Rosh Chodesh project. For those of you who know what it is, you know how important and cool that is. And for those of you who don't know what that is, well, you have tuned in 
to the right episode of Chinuch Today because you're going to hear about an amazing Chinuch idea. Welcome, Rabbi Weiss. Thank you very much, Rabbi Garfield, for having me. It's, uh, it's great to be here, and it's, it's, a, it's a real big honor. Thank you very much. Pleasure. So, Rabbi Weiss, I believe you're in Eretz now, so that's wonderful. I could uh, see you in the distance there over the Zoom. And tell us just briefly where you grew up and how you got to Eretz Okay, so basically I grew up uh, most of my life actually in Miami. And, uh, you know, I went to the Chavetz Chaim, the Torres MS Torres Chaim, and I actually graduated from there. In the middle of high school, my parents actually moved to New York. I was in 10th grade, so for one year, I was actually in a school in Riverdale, Riverdale, New York. Hmm. Uh, my parents moved, yeah, they moved, my parents moved to Muncie, actually. Uh, so for me, actually, it was, uh, you know, I was there for one year. It was ice cold, snow, and I'm like, I'm out of here. I didn't, <laughs> uh, <you know? laughs> I was in 10th grade, and I and, uh, actually called up my menial in, in Miami, and I said, you know, I really want to come back. You know, just not for me, this whole uh, Muncie business. So uh, Baruch Hashem, he let me come back, and for 11th and 12th grade, I dormed in the in the in the, in the dormitory, and it was it was a great way to finish off you know high school. And then I came to after 12th grade, I uh, I came to Medrash Shmuel actually. It was a big schus. I was there uh, for actually many years, for about seven years, uh, from 18 to I guess 20, yeah, to 24 ish. And uh, quick aside, why did you pick Medrash Shmuel? Why did I pick Medrash Shmuel? I spoke to people about who really thought I would actually do well. And a few people mentioned, um, but then I actually met the Rosh Hashivas in 12th grade in Miami, came in, and uh, just by speaking to him even one time, he came off in a very special way, special person, and uh, then I started looking more to the yeshiva, and I heard that, you know, they, it's a yeshiva that, uh, you know, you can really grow in your learning there, and there's also the outlets they had there. You know, they had basketball. I was very into basketball, so they had the, that you know option also. Mm-hmm. And it looked also. I needed a little bit more of like an open place. Not was you know. I just needed a little bit more of like room to grow on my own. So, you know, I had hey. some friends going also. So, yeah, everything okay. worked out. And Baruch, yeah, Baruch Hashem, I, I got there at 18 years old. Awesome. Okay, so you were learning in the yeshiva there for seven years. Did you go? Were you in Kolo there, or did you go somewhere else? So yeah, for actually for one year. I actually went back to Muncie, uh, you know, when I was about 23 years old, uh, to start going out, time for the Shaduchim. And Baruch Hashem, after a few months, I met my wife, who actually, uh, she's actually born in Yerushalayim, and uh, turns out she was, yeah, she was actually in America for the summer, for the uh, for camp. We met after the summer, and Baruch Hashem, we got engaged in Elul, and I moved back to, uh, you know, to Yerushalayim. And uh, yeah, I was in Kola, I was in, I was, I was in a school for one year as an Avreich. And then from there, yeah, from there I actually went to Mir Yeshiva. And uh, Baruch Hashem, yeah, Baruch Hashem is still there now. And it's the wow. most incredible place in the world. <laughs> wow. And before the Rosh Chodesh project, were you involved in any other Chinuch initiatives or mm-hmm. that type of thing or any other projects? Or was this your maiden voyage into Chinuch? Exactly. This is uh, this is actually the first time that I got into Chinuch. It was actually, yeah, my first step into Chinuch. And Baruch Hashem, uh, it's been very, very special. Awesome, awesome. So before I start asking you about the, the Rosh Chodesh project, let's just tell people what it is. I think I'll, I'll tell briefly what it is, and if you want to add anything that you feel before we dig into it, but just the overview is that there's a monthly video that comes out. Uh, it's very well produced, and it's sent out to a number of schools, many schools around the world, and it always has a good Chinuch Torah Amuna message, and uh, it's just, I'm sure, growing in popularity. I know our school, the kids love it. And uh, it's been very popular. I believe it's, what is it, three or four years that's been going on? 
Actually, Baruch Hashem, we're just, uh, we're just starting our seventh year now. Seven? Wow, time flies. Okay. Yes. So how'd you, how did you get into the Rosh Chodesh project? Like why, you know, where did the idea come from and how did you break into it? So the idea, like you mentioned, is it was it's you know started off very much emuna um, based on uh, topics of emuna. I came to Eretz Yisrael, so I came to Medrashvul, and the Rosh Hashiva there actually, uh, Moskowitz. So he uh, he really opened my eyes to a whole new world of emuna about Hashem, and the idea that you could actually you know live with Hashem and bring Hashem into your, your own life. And uh, he himself went through a, you know many stories through his own life, and therefore hearing it from him in such a real way made a very tremendous impact. Uh, and then I started hearing also many shirim. I got very close to uh, Shlomo Brevda. He's a huge mm-hmm. Sadiq big mashkiach that actually lived half the year in Brooklyn, half the year in Yerushalayim. And, and over the years, uh, I actually developed a very close relationship with him. And he was also, he lived uh, emuna. You know, he he spoke for hours and hours at a time in Medrashmul and other places. I used to follow him along to other places as well. And he lived the Mashkech from Panavish, the of Chatzlavim. Uh, so his whole life was about Amuna, and like you know, they said his hand, his, he he felt them. He lived them in the most incredible way. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, after yeah, basically, you know, you, you know, he, Shlomo Brev, you know, also brought it to life in the most incredible way. And this is kind of like a process developing over a few years. And you know, I was actually for seven years I was in Medrashmul and hearing all these incredible, incredible, powerful ideas of about, you know, Amuna, and I started learning others for myself, and at some point, actually, was, I was running Miri Shiva, and I started thinking, you know, why wasn't I felt when I was growing up in America? Why wasn't this, you know, it could be it was being done, but it didn't grab my attention. Why wasn't it actually grabbing my attention in, in, in a way that it only, hmm. as I got older, it started, like, opening my eyes to a whole new world? I was like, this is incredible. There's so much here to offer. You know, the, the you know, Amuna and, and, and Torah is such so it's such a rich, such a rich, uh, you know, you know, uh, there's, so, there's such riches in Yiddishkeit. Why don't kids have it right now? And, I, and it bothered me for a couple of years. Mm. It actually bothered me for a couple of years. And, uh, and then I started speaking to my Rebbe in, uh, you know, in the Mir Yeshiva, or parents' Tarshish, Godel Batoyer. He's like incredible. He's a, he's a Malach Hashem. And uh, and he said, yeah. He said, if we could do something, if we could do something about it, definitely, I'll start something. And we started, trying, you know, some sort of idea. Uh, before that, I, I went to. I was actually also close to Ramesha Sternbach. He's the huge, you know, the 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 wow. the in interview tribe. Yeah, there's the Pesach Ador. He's, he's something incredible. I just supposed to go uh, actually um, sit by him for many shalashudases over my. Uh, when I was in Yeshiva in Medrash, well, you know, I used to go there for Shabbos in Harnov and go to him for shalashudas and. I, I also got cl- very close to Ramesha Sternbach. And I asked him also, I said, is this, this you know, is this, you know, should I go into this? Should I, should I look into this? He said, definitely start it. Uh, see how it goes. See if there's Yath and Shemaya, and then keep going. And Baruch Hashem, that's, what, that's actually what happened. Wow. <laughs> and did you, um, when you were looking for ideas, did other people say, try this, try that? Or everyone was just like, don't know. We don't know. Before, obviously, before I started also, I started speaking to, you know, Menalem also. I called up my... You know, my, my principal in Miami, Rabbi Bauman, is a long time, yeah. incredible. Yeah, I still have very, very good memories as a kid. And uh, I asked him also, I said, what's going on? Like, he said, you're right. There's many reasons why it's not being done. But if you could do something, do it. But make sure you go out there in, in, in super high quality. Mm. And, uh, you know, that, that was the message that I got from also Rabbi Yaakov Bender. Also, he told us, he said, yeah, go for it. But again, only the highest top, you know, highest quality. That's going to really make make the difference over here. 
And so we started off, you know, right from Baruch Hashem, from the beginning, you know, with, with super high quality. And uh, it, it really, really caught the attention of the children and the, the rebay and the whoa, teachers. Whoa, whoa. Slow down. How did you get from that to the idea of making videos? I mean, right now you have a problem. The problem is you want to inspire kids to be connected to Yisraelis of Amuna and the Hashkafic, the rich Hashkafic messages that uh, every Jew really needs to live with. That was the goal. Now, who came up with, or how did you come up with the idea of making movies specifically? Right. So just yeah, just to jump back, just jump back a second. Plan the topics that were coming up were like basically, um, you know, you know, this idea that you know we're Hashem's children and we could be close to Hashem, and that's how Hashem wants us to feel that we're actually children. Um, the idea of you know seeing Hashem into our, our daily life. The idea of tefillah that, that you know basically. Uh, we have this opportunity every single moment to really, you know, wherever we are, not only during the three tefillahs in, in shul, that it's like, you know, a little bit of a, you know, sometimes it could just be, you know, go full dive and you, you leave, but the idea they could just talk to Hashem the entire day, the idea, and then just, you know, broader ideas, you know, the Amanifra idea, that we're, the, we're Hashem's name, the Amanifra, there's something special about Klai Yisrael. Wow. Uh, all, yeah, all about, just talking about simple, simple basics that, you know, we have an Ishama and we have a goof. What is an Ishama? What is a goof, and how do they interact with each other? Um, what's our what's our mission? What's our purpose in this world? What what, are we, what does Hashem want from us? What are we what are we here What are we here to do? All these ideas, if you know, we actually get them into the children at a young age. Children will live much happier lives. They'll be they'll they'll they'll, they'll, they'll you know they'll they'll want to do better. They'll, they'll, they'll be encouraged and, and give a push to be closer and stay and stay with Yiddishkeit and not feel the need to run out there to other places to you know to find excitement. Because they'll be actually be touching the richness of Yitz, you know, Yiddishkeit, and that's really what we're trying to do over here. That was really the uh, the uh, the goal of it to really bring these topics to life and let children give it, get a taste of Yiddishkeit in this most incredible way. Okay, beautiful. I got why you wanted to do something with Emuna with Ashkafa. I understand why you wanted to change the world. I still don't understand how you ended up in the movie industry. So, how did this desire to do something translate into making movies? I think it's a great question. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I, de- I definitely was not the guy in my class that people would be like, yeah, he's going to be a movie director when he goes out. I was not that guy. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I should have had other plans. Had it actually happened. Um, basically, you know, again, the, the, the idea over here was to try to bring these topics to life, these core topics of the Muna, to give the richness of Yiddishkeit in a palpable way for children that they could really, you know, internalize it and take it with them for life. So I definitely knew that it had to be something with, you know, with film. I mean, I didn't know exactly how at the beginning. I just knew that it had to be something that could catch the children's eye and like kind of like bring them into it. You know, wait, wait, I, wait. You know, as a kid, how'd you get to film? Yeah. No, whoa, whoa, slow down. Why film? Why were you focused on film? I'll tell you why. Because I, I knew that I knew that basically to 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 take a certain concept and bring it to life, especially in this complicated way not complicated but topics that really need to be you know sat on and, and and worked on i knew that it had to be done in a very very clear way and not to make any uh mistakes along the way so it mm. had to be something that was totally ready to show uh ready to go give over in, in a way that is digestible and it's for the review or the teacher just to you know bring it into the classroom and the children will get something just like pressing play now, the real goal is that the Rebbe, the teacher, will take it from there and you know, expound on it and really take it to the next level. But I knew that at the first, to get the first basic idea across, it has to be as super clear as possible and it has to be ready to show in that direction. 
Okay. So you have this idea, like, let's make a movie. Then what did you do? So, yeah. So, so first, yeah. So, first idea is basically to make, it has to be, you know, I, I, you know as time went on, about seven years ago, uh, by then already schools already, most schools already had, you know, smart boards or at least, you know, the uh, projectors. And there were some, you know, here and there, videos were being shown in schools. And so, I, I, you know, basically, I knew that it had to be something which is going to be, again, video. I didn't know exactly how high the quality was going to be, but I knew that was a good start. And I knew also we needed a very good speaker. So those two things kind of like started with a speaker and a video. Yeah. So you knew you needed a videographer and a talent. A talent. Exactly. That's what, that, 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 was, that, was, that was the start. And then from there, it basically went on, okay, we have concepts. Now, just to have a speaker is not going to really catch the children's attention. We have to kind of like bring it to life a little bit more. So how are we going to do that? And kind of slowly it developed from just like showing, you know, exciting things on the screen, like, you know, good like footage and B-roll to more like really bring it to life and topic. And uh, basically what we try to do is take a certain topic and now going down, well, we didn't really discuss exactly how we found our people, uh, which was also a big nascent. But basically just to jump to what we do nowadays is basically take that topic. I sit down with uh, with my Rebbe or my parents, Tash, you know, big God of the Mir Yeshiva. You know, besides Riz Chavrusa, I, you know, I sit down with him and I drive home all the time, Baruch Hashem. Uh, and we try to basically take that topic and bring it to life in a child-friendly way. And what I mean is that we kind of try to develop a, a muscle, you know, something that we first have a certain, like, story. And then we base the story on, you know, base the topic on, no, we basically start off with the topic. Then we try to develop a certain muscle that will really teach you in a child-friendly way. You know, the, the Dibna Magid used Mashallah to really bring topics to life. We try to bring back the idea to really bring topics in a child, and child-friendly way to life through Mashallah. And that's what that's what kind of how it starts. It starts in the base manager, actually, which is very interesting, which is actually the best place for it to start. And from there, it goes on to really, you know, the drawing board. How are we going to actually, you know, teach it in this child-friendly way through a Mashallah? And then we sit down with the with the whole team and try to really go get down to the nitty-gritty, you know, the storylines and the storyboard and Try to find out the locations, the actors, all the details, the, the props. It's a whole huge, huge, uh, you know, you know, activity that goes into developing each film. So you you sit with Ray Tarshish. He's part of the creative process. Ray Tarshish is the creative process. As a matter wow. of fact, you know, literally every yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Most people do not know this. <laughs> And he would rather be, you know, if it was up to him, nobody would know this. Right. But uh, literally, from the very every detail of the project goes through by Tarshis. As a matter of fact, the details of the actors and the locations and how to teach it and all these fine details, which people think are, you know, yes, Ray Tarshis is involved in every single detail. And many times he'll actually come to our studio to actually have the first showing with his Rebbitson. Rebbitson Tarshis also, they'll come. They'll watch the actual first showing in the actual studio with the whole team of the actors and the and the, uh, the videographers. That's so a whole you know exciting event. Yeah. So how did you even know what goes into production? Like I, I wouldn't even know if I wanted to do this. I wouldn't even know who I needed to get on the team and how to find them. Like how did you do all that? Did it take a long time to bring it from idea to execution? So yeah, exactly. The idea for the, the idea for execution. It didn't take so long, uh, Baruch Hashem. Basically, again, the, the whole project from the very beginning started out with absolute, you know, Nisa. But like somebody told me, uh, I think it was the name of, uh, I'm not sure which Godobi is. So it's definitely one of the recent Godobi said that if you ever have a certain project, initiative, 
that you have that you want to do to help Yisrael, you're doing it l'shem shemayim. You will definitely have there's a chazak that you can have siyat shemayim. If you're going out and you're trying to really help the klal, for example, your beautiful podcast, you'll have siyat shemayim. You're doing it l'shem shemayim. Hashem will be there to help you. You're, you know, you're not doing it for yourself. Right. And and that's the idea. And basically, the story goes that actually it's an open day. So I, I literally had this idea. You know, I, we just mentioned, you know, we need a speaker, we need a videographer. I put up a very small sign in the Miri Shiva. Miri Shiva, like this goes <laughs> back again. I was just a regular Afrik, the Miri Shiva. <laughs> I put up a small little sign together, these boards that could walk in the hallways, like little boards. Yeah. I put up a small sign. You know, if anybody has an idea for like a good speaker or, you know, a videographer, give me a call. That day, I got two phone calls, and it led to Ravga Friedman, who's our wow. main uh, ho- our host. And the other call led to our main videographer, who's Baruch Hashem, he's been with us for the last seven years. Wow. And he is literally, you know, the Hollywood, Hollywood quality, but he, he mamash is incredible. And from that little paper, started this huge Siyata Deshmaya. And uh, yeah, that's how it really, yeah, and then started, you know, talking to him about how to, how to you know, go through the production process. And then, you know, everything was just built on that. But Baruch Hashem, that's, that's kind of how it started from the beginning. How would you say the video today is very different than it was seven years ago in terms of the production or the quality? or? Yeah, the, def- yeah, the, the production quality definitely got, you know, went up a big notch, a few notches, actually. First of all, we brought on more staff to, you know, to, the, to help the team out also. And, you know, we need more videographers help you on different steps of the different like stages of the process and it gives more time to the creative development also we went to different locations also we're very you know Eritrea still has incredible locations we're trying to like really get the most out of it but we've also gone to uh to dubai we went to uh we okay. went to in new york we shot at the new york uh holland oh my. different locations yeah different locations have gotten better and also actors, we really actors also actors is, is I would say the main, the, main uh, the most important factor Actors. I would say in producing a high quality film is yeah is the actual actors you can't you know you could work on afterwards the after effects to try to make things better but if you don't have good solid base acting to work with then there's not you know it's not going to go too far. Where do you find your actors? Our actors are actually, you know, homegrown. Basically, we we there aren't that many actors in the firm world, mm. and there's never a need for it, really. But basically, there's a certain, you know, a certain talent that we've you know, worked on the last few years to try to find the certain type of people that, you know, we can keep, you know, we spot that are more, uh, the certain personality that actually would be very, very good at acting. You're trying to, like, you know, it's more like the outgoing type. You know, I think regardless, I think you'd be a great actor, actually. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I would love it. If you come to Eretz Israel, you're definitely invited to come in. Um, I love it. Yeah, 100%. Wait, so you go over to some guy in the mirror at the like online for a coffee, for a piece of schnitzel, and you're like, so how would you like to try acting? Is so, yeah, so, that's, yeah, so it happens to be one of our main actors, his name is Rabbi Ben Good, he's actually an opera in Better uh, School in Shari Tessin. So he actually uh, was giving a drama uh, class mm. in, you know, to, you know, to some of the, uh, you know, the Bachrin, I guess, you know, after, you know, after, after I'd say whatever it is, just to like, you know, just to get, you know, a little bit of like, a, you know, develop little talents. And he was giving that drama class. And someone told us, you know, why don't you bring him on board? And we did. And we brought him in the first day. And like, he was so incredible. Like, like where did right. you get these talents from? Now, it turns out his father happens to be an actor as well. That's a oh, funny wow. Yeah, yeah. So it turns out that he's a great actor. 
he's one of our stars. And then a few, you know, again, we just, it was kind of like word of mouth. Like people said, you know what, uh-huh. try out this person. And a lot of times we had tryouts. We went actually to some, uh, you know, to some yeshivas and some hadar and actually we had tryouts. We had a bunch of, you know, kids getting, getting said, try, you know, put on this type of act. And we there's had no tryouts. Stigma. There's no stigma against it? Like people don't want their kids in movies? No. Baruch Hashem, RCP, you know, has a very special name and kids are, they, they would love to be in it. You know, they love to be in it. Uh, as a matter of fact, recently, last couple of years, we actually had schools and yeshivas themselves act out different types of scenes from that year's, you know, films. Mm-hmm. And the quality was amazing. We have so many, so many kids, we were able to use their talents and develop it. And it was pretty amazing, amazing to see that the yeah, kids that came in, we were very impressed. Wow. And what are the other components of production? So you have your actors, your videographer. Who's writing the scripts? So again, the basic script starts at the top with myself, Tasha and myself. Uh, in the right. Then we go actually sit down with the videographer uh, in the studio and we try to you know, take it to the next level. We try to really come up with some sort of like storyline and then it gets break, you know, gets broken down to the next level, which is literally like scene by scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we talk, we talk it over. We try to develop it, try to you know, add different points to it. It takes some time. That, that part definitely takes time because you really, you know, the script is very, you know, that's the base of the whole film. Right. So you want to make it, you, know, you want to keep the attention. Uh, at the same time, you don't want to lose the attention. You know, you, you don't want like, you know, to drag it out too much also. So you want to make it exciting. You want to make it a different point. There's a lot of like, you know, a lot of chachma that goes into the film that you really, tr- you know, to try to really, really keep the children uh, focused and don't, don't, don't get lost in the message. Try to really keep the message focused as well. That's a very big point as well. Have you gotten any advice or read any books or accessed the like Chachmas video making from, you know, the secular wisdom in this? I mean, I'm su- I assume it's a whole industry of how to make videos. It's a whole industry. Uh, myself, I have not read any books. But yeah, a videographer, he's definitely, he definitely looks into it. He definitely, he definitely is a more professional uh, than me. And definitely he, yeah, he definitely has some, a lot of skills in that area as well. Sure. I don't know right, if you, I don't know if you read you know. it. Yeah, yeah, he definitely looked into it, studied it. Definitely there's a lot of a lot that goes into it. You know, how to build a plot. There's a right. certain, like, you know, you have to want to, you know, slowly build it up to get to a certain high point. And you, yeah, 100%. Definitely a lot of stuff goes into it. I'm curious what kind of hushkafic decisions you have to make in terms of production. Like, do you include girls? What ages? Um, you know, how do you reach a broad audience versus a more narrow audience? What are some of the issues that you had to face, and how did you address those? Everything gets everything gets uh, addressed by my parents' tarshish when things come up. Girls, for example, we definitely have a very very wide range of schools, from very yeshivish to very modern. And in order to uh, to really reach and, and you know hashkafically be fitting for all the all schools, we had to make a decision to not have girls in the actual videos. As time goes on, when more girls' schools join. Uh, then we might actually have to make girls' videos as well. Got it. Very nice. And so what other hashkafic issues? Do you have any other decisions about what you put in, how the kids dress, what activities they're involved in? Uh, yeah, 100%. You know, we, try to keep, we try to keep violence out of our videos as much as we can. We don't, you know, there's no, like we always say, there's no need to actually uh, have violence and, you know, guns and shooting and killing and all that type of stuff. Actually have exciting videos done without violence and without the other, you know, vulgar ways that the Hollywood does videos. And we've, we've brought some developed a certain concept that you could have an exciting film without all the, the bad stuff, basically. Right. Uh, we try to, yeah, we try to keep, you know, 
all the non-Jewish types of uh, ideas are obviously added as well. We try to keep, come on, 99% of, you know, the actors are wearing either a head covering or yarmulke. We try to keep that as well. We try to keep away from, you know, smoking and all that type of stuff as well. And we really, Baruch Hashem, we have the kids that are, you know, many kids that are unfortunately are watching other films as well, actually yeah. are excited and can't wait to see the new RCP. Yeah, no doubt. And have you made any mistakes that you would share where you allowed something in that maybe got some pushback? Yeah, one time we did allow uh, a hookah. A hookah, which is like, you know, we basically had a certain scene where uh, we had like these Arabs, you know, in a certain like, you know, uh, sitting with like their carpets and... Right. And, 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 and really, and yeah, and really the uh, the culture, that's really all what they do all day. They sit down and have a So... We kind of put the hookah in. Afterwards, we got some feedback and, you know, pushback. You know, you shouldn't have put that in. And uh could be that's true. You know, definitely a few schools mentioned that. So we probably won't do that again. At the same time, we kind of were saying that, you know, basically, we're, you know, we're not, we're not, uh, we're not pushing hookahs over here. We're just trying to, like, right. show how that culture actually looks. And that's, you right. know, in a way, like, you know, we, we discussed it before. We said... That's not no 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 kid's gonna be like okay you know what now that I see that Arab smoking a hookah I'll go smoke a hookah in other words because it's clear that right. is you know, what the Arabs do and that's their culture and we didn't show like a yeshiva guy smoking hookah <laughs> that would be impossible that would never happen <laughs> I hear you and how do you keep the ideas fresh you've been going for all these years you know I could do the math that's you know you have what is that eighty four videos already out. You know, are there 84 new topics in, in Ashkafa, or do you recycle the topics? How do you keep it fresh? So there are many topics out there. I, again, I would say we've, actually, I think we just did our 50th month of RCP. Wow. Um, and once in a while, we, you know, if we're trying to, let's say, produce a hot, you know, like I, I mentioned before, the quality is going up also. And sometimes the production time, like, takes time also. Like, you know, instead of, like, that one-month production, it takes a few months. Right. And at this point, we're able to go back from a film that was like shown, let's say, five years ago that the new class haven't seen yet. Right. So we'll go, we'll go and bring that back just to fill the gap while we're, you know, if we're working on a very, very high production that takes a few months, so we'll go back to a few years back just to, you know, just to give us that time to, to finish the production. Um, but yeah, there, definitely there are many, many topics. Like we don't even realize, but there are so many topics. Mm-hmm. And one thing we do, one thing we do is, we literally try to focus on one point. It's really one point. And if you just, you know, sit on that one point and develop it, there's so much there. Mm. So, you know, if big adult, like, and if you look at it as a big, you know, yeah, it's only, you know, there's, there's, there's two topics. But really, <laughs> when you go into it, there's literally hundreds of points in each one. And yeah, it's yeah. so rich that you can really bring something out in incredible ways. Are you still growing in terms of uh, your reach? Because I know in the beginning, we were, by the way, one of the first schools. We, we got in on it, I believe, yes, the you first were. year. Yes, uh, we you were. Yeah, we loved it. We, we, we Our kids loved it. And we we're very supportive. But um, I assume you're growing and growing. And do you still find you have far way to go in terms of reach? I mean, there's only a certain, certain amount of schools that you could there's, get. Okay. So, yeah, we're actually schools, new schools are joining all the time. Schools that, for whatever reason, never heard of the project. Schools that are opening, for example, you know, Tampa Tor Academy they just opened up recently, just jumped on board. Oh, Baruch Hashem. School in Gibraltar just oh, joined wow. as well. School in Australia. We have, you know, besides from America, Baruch Hashem, it's very, very wide. We have you know, Baruch Hashem in South Africa, in Europe, many schools in Europe. And I would say definitely schools are starting to hear more about the project. You know, it took some time. And, you know, there's many, many girls' schools that still, still even know we need to get them on board. 
And yeah, Baruch Hashem, schools are joining. Yeah, schools are joining all the time. One of the things I love about it is how you connect videos of the kids. I know our kids were so excited. You know, they got featured, and you went from like city to city and showed kids doing certain mitzvahs. I think for the war or something, and they got so excited to connect. You're really connecting Yidden all over the world. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one of the most powerful things that children they want to feel part of Klai Yisrael. And when you could have a certain concept, a certain you know program initiative in the classroom every single month that's live, that's kidu fresh, and they right. see that screen around the entire world a part of it. They feel like they're part of something big. And that's really what Kleisel is, really one family, one big family. And when kids feel that, it does a lot for them. Yeah. And and you're using the platform. Do you do that every week where you have kids submit things? Or is that just that one time? I wasn't sure. So, again, it, 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 it's different times of the year. For example, now we had something for, like you mentioned, for the, for the war. Uh, we had kids around the world, you know, sending messages, different uh Different messages for the soldiers, for families. They they took upon themselves a certain Kabbalah they wanted right. to do. You know, we had schools taking upon themselves different mitzvahs. It was incredible. So that was very very current, and every kid wanted to. You know, they they they're feeling this war, and every kid feels part of like Klai So they they're feeling it in their heart, and they want to do something for, you know, for the schools. This gave right. them an opportunity to really really be part of it, and uh, we got incredible feedback. Literally hundreds and hundreds around the world sent in videos and we, yeah, we put it all together and it was incredible yeah and besides for that yeah besides for that we have you know during towards the end of the year we have school sending in like you know you know they, they, they classes put on different you know acted out scenes themselves the rebbe gets involved the whole school gets involved mm-hmm. and that really brings the school together in an incredible way as well yeah it really connects us and and the kids are so excited by it i mean it's just such an exciting your scholars project is such a good thing, and it, it's great for the teachers because they have something in their toolbox that if it's rainy or tired or there's a sub or, I don't know, it's just a great filler at times when you just need that great video, and it's been playing such a good role for us, you know, in that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the teachers love it, the Rebbeim love it. These concepts, and now they actually, many Rebbeim tell, many, many tell us that for the first time, they now could take this concept and actually build on it and develop it in the classroom. Right. Uh, many times, yeah, these, these concepts to just open up a class and be like, uh, hi, kids, uh, today I want to talk about, you know, so if you have like a certain like, you know, story is very nice, but to really, you know, have the kids' hearts open up, that's what we're here for. That's really what we're trying to do. Really we do it through sometimes through music, through songs, through the film. And when it wakes up the, the, the heart of the child, and now the Rebbe can now build on that and say, kids, this is something which actually is, is real. It happens to me also. I, I, you know, I can actually tell you about my own connection to Hashem. And actually, he now takes it to the next level. And he says to the kids, you know, this is actually something which is real. He says it's a personal story. He takes it you know, to the next level. He asks the kids, tell, tell me something about how you feel about it. And when now it, it actually, you have these concepts now that actually coming to life in the classroom like they never came before. What's the most elaborate setup you've done so far? What do you mean by elaborate? Sorry. Like you had to get a hundred extras and they had to stand with their heads inside a box and then you whipped them out <laughs> and a plane came. You rented a plane that had, I don't know, whatever, those, that kind of thing. Yeah, we, yeah, we rented a, we rented a helicopter. We had, yeah, once, I'll tell you a couple of stories. One time we actually had to get a helicopter and uh, we, we had this, this scene in a certain like Moshav uh, in Israel. And the helicopter had to actually land in an exact spot in a field that right around it was this big, like, you know, celery field. 
And we had the actors right over there that actually the scene started with the helicopter landing. And this helicopter, we rented it. And to get it to land in the exact spot while we were in the middle of this scene, to actually time it perfect, that was a huge... <laughs> Yeah, wow. and when, another big one was going to Dubai uh, that was incredible as a matter of fact uh, before we left to Dubai we were told that taking out a camera in Dubai is actually more dangerous than taking out a gun in Dubai Wow! And, yeah, and that's because they're very 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 mocked about filming in different streets over there uh, the security the, like a security concern uh, it's two things I think it's one is security one's religious they don't want people taking, you know, Dubai and making films that are against the religion and stuff. And yeah. there's a whole process about getting permits to actually go film in Dubai. Because there's thousands of dollars we're going to spend on permits. Wow. And yeah, when you get there, also you have to go with a team, a actual Dubai permit team. You can't go to Dubai and film with your own camera. They just arrest you on the spot. You actually have to go and go with their, yeah, with their team on the actual. Uh, on the actual, wow. uh, it's pretty. It's a whole whole thing over there. We came with the whole team over there. That was an incredible, you know, uh, setup and and planning. It. We, you know, Mr. Shed is coming out very soon. <laughs> oh, it's not out yet. The Dubai one. That was that, that one. We've been working on it for a long time. Yeah, I imagine. Come, yeah, yeah, we're coming out soon. That's that's a huge, huge production. Okay. And uh, yeah, Mr. Shem, uh, stay tuned. Stay tuned. And we're we're getting to wrap up, but I I need to know: Was your mother surprised? that you like that you're doing this was this something that was in you in any way prior to this project i don't think so uh my mother think i'm not sure she was surprised <laughs> yeah i'm not sure surprised it's not like when you were a kid you would love cameras or you love drama or you loved organizing nothing this came from no, nowhere this literally came from nowhere yeah, I would say my mother, I don't think she uh, i don't think this is totally unexpected the funny part is actually when it gets down to you know, my, my, my son is in a very, very firm, you know, hater in in, uh, in Eretz Yisrael over here. And sometimes, you know, the Rebbe says, you know, talks about, you know, family. And when he says, you know, he asks, he asks like, what, what does your father do? And in Israel, you know, in Hebrew, it says, you know, he says, he says, Sratim. it's like he's a movie producer. <laughs> it's true. It doesn't, it's true. You know, I know, I'd rather him say that I'm an average, but he... <laughs> It's true, but when, you know, when the Rebbe hears that, it's like, what? What's right, he doing? Right. It's not good for but business. It sounds pretty, yeah, it sounds pretty funny. But uh, yeah, Baruch Hashem, you know, it's totally kind of from, you know, unexpected, and Hashem has a plan for everybody. But like I said from the start, like when you want to do something for Klai Yisrael, go ahead and do it. You know, you'll have to see how right. if you're doing it, same Shemaim, you really feel like it can help Klai Yisrael jump on it, jump into it, make that first step, ask a couple people about it, get a, you know, fine-tune it a little bit, you know, just make it happen, make it happen. Just make, just, so, you know, so where do you want to take this project in the future, like where do you, what are your, so you have a girls, you want to develop a girls, um, you know, co-production or whatever. So you have a monthly girls pro video, a monthly boys video. What else? Is there anything else that you have in mind in terms of the long-term growth of this project? So yeah, Baruch Hashem, I was saying with Hashem's help, we need uh, everybody to feel this also for asking whoever's listening to also dominate for RCP. But uh, hopefully very, very soon, uh, we're trying to bring it actually to, to Eretz Yisrael. Uh, there's hundreds of thousands oh. of children over here. Yeah, there's a huge school system that we've already sat down uh, in the Misara Chinuch, uh, which is basically the, uh, you know, the uh, the Ministry of Education. Uh -huh. And they really, they heard about RCP. They're like, wow, this is an incredible tool for this generation. And we want our kids to have it. And we actually made for the first, the first 
a full film in Hebrew with uh, a new host. We actually brought in, you know, his name is Aaron Rezel. He's a singer. His name oh, is yeah, Aaron I know Rezel. Aaron Rezel. Sure, he's great. He's, great. he's very, very warm. He's, he's, he just he talks to all a wide range of crowd, you know, a huge crowd also, like from Haredi, you know, from very from to more modern. So he's great as well. And we actually hired a Tel Aviv company that takes Disney films and does professional dubbing into Hebrew. Oh. And they've already dubbed our first film. And it, it looks like they're actually speaking Hebrew, the actors. So it's incredible. Wow. The, the, today's technology is really incredible. And uh, we're asking everybody to dive in. But Arkham, they really want to bring it into the school system over here. Wow. And that's a huge, it'll be a huge schools because there's so yeah. many kids that, that really, really, we see Arkham that the kids that are, we're actually watching RCP about six or seven years ago. Now they're 18 and 19 years old, and we're speaking to them, and they're telling, and, and they're going back to films that they watched six, seven years ago, and quoting them like this, and talking right. about the concept. Barakshem is getting into the hearts of the kids, and they have want which to try to, to, to continue. Unbelievable. Well, Rabbi Weiss, this has been one of the most fascinating interviews. How. You know, you took this latent talent or whatever, and you've developed it into such a Kiddush Hashem and a way to be Marvitz Kvot Shemayim. Is there anything else you want to mention about the videos or Shkodesh Project before we wrap up? Two points. Number one is these concepts. I just, uh, my, my wish is that every Rebbe or teacher that hears this, you know, takes these concepts and really develops them in his own way. Because the most powerful thing is when a Rebbe or teacher says it from his own, his own heart to their kids. That really, really makes it a long-lasting effect. And we don't even realize it now, but when kids grow up, they're like, yeah, I had a Rebbe that told me this and this years ago, and that mm-hmm. stayed with me forever. So a Rebbe that is hearing this right now, or a teacher, you know, take whatever we're giving and use it as, as a tool. And just build on it. Take it and just add your own personal, you know, addition, your, develop your own story. Any Rebbe or teacher that hears this, that's, 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 my, that's my one request. Take these topics and build on them. Say your own personal story that happened to you. From a heart to a heart, from a Rebbe to a child's heart, that, that'll last forever. And, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I really, that, that's really, really the message over here. And the other point is that anybody hears this as well, any idea that you have that, that can help Israel, you know, go for it. Just, 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 just make that first step. Speak it out to one or two people. Fine-tune it. You, you're doing a L'Shem Shem line. You'll have Siyatish. Hashem will make it happen. Just, just make that first step. And I wish you lots of love. Wow, thank you. And how do people be in touch with your program if they want to bring it to their school or be in touch with you? What's the best way to get in touch? The best way to get in touch, I would say just to email project at gmail.com, R-O-S-H-C-H-O-D-E-S-H project at gmail.com. We'll try to get back to you as soon as we can. But, you know, if you know any schools that can join as well, you know, each, you know, every child that these messages can get lasts for a lifetime. And, and literally, Beautiful. if you give these children, yeah, give these children the, the, this this freshness, this excitement, this 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 love for Yiddishkeit, it can really go a long way. So, if you know any schools, if you know any way that we can, you know, they can help the project anyway, please reach out to us. We're always looking for ideas. Any help that we, you know, any any way that you can help as well, please reach out. Thank you so much, Rabbi Weiss, and keep up the great work. Thank you, Rabbi Gava. Great to see you. Great to speak to you. All the best. Thank you for joining us once again on our Chinuch Today podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening. One of the issues that came up in my mind as I reviewed this interview and prepared it for a publication is the role of video in our lives. Is video modality that is dangerous? Is video something that numbs the intellectual mind and gets in the way of critical thinking and the rigorous thinking that is required in learning?
I think that there's definitely a school of thought that believes that. And we definitely in a school have to be careful about using video. It's very easy for a school or for a teacher to rely on video too much. I remember once at our school, we were looking at it. This is years ago. And in order to get a handle on it, I simply asked teachers every time they show a video to mark it down. And it was a very interesting conversation. There was no judgment about the video. It was just a matter of tracking it. And as we tracked it, we were able to have a real conversation about how much video should be used. I think this is an area where different parents and different families and really different schools have different comfort levels with the video. And it's an interesting issue. I haven't looked at the research about the efficacy of video as a, as a modality for delivering messages. I mean, fundamentally, a video is just a recording of a presentation, sort of like a TED Talk. Is that less effective, an audio versus a video? You know, I'm not really sure. But I do know that an hour once a month seems appropriate minimally, which is what the Rosh Chodesh Project is about. And certainly in communities where the children are exposed to videos at some point during their life, this is not a situation where video doesn't exist. Videos are certainly part of most of our children's lives on some level or another. Even the ones that come from the most right-wing homes are exposed to video. It really becomes a question of finding that balance, but not that we shouldn't have any video at all. But I think it's an interesting question. And after I interviewed Rabbi Weiss, I got thinking about that. Like I said, I really don't think that the Rosh Chodesh Project violates any kind of principles by using video, but it does raise, in my mind, the question of what is the role of video and what's the right amount of video? And is there a time that video is not appropriate? There are right now Chazara programs online for kids at home at night, and that involves video. And I know I personally, when I'm Chazaring a Gemara or something like that, I might use a video or an audio of something that's already pre-recorded, and I don't think that takes away from the rigor or meaning if I need to hear a shear. So, I don't know. It's something to think about. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope you enjoyed it. As I always remind, sharing is caring, so make sure you share us with others and rate us, and continue to send us ideas for guests and great ideas. You can send any feedback to Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you all for listening, and this is your Garfield wishing you a wonderful day.